it's about that time. It's party time from the Couch of Swan on RadioDR.co.za. Swine, and today I'm here with Slu, and for the very first time, we've got the Durban, Durban Magic Queen, you know, for the very first time, there's a girl in the stoop, aside from me, we call her Lex LaFloy, how did these kid, how did these sis, how did these Hi, party time. <laughs> wait, wait, too many queen, queen. Like <laughs> I said, I said, I said kid, I said sis, I said queen. <laughs> and, and please, party time, take out the L in LaFoy. Yeah, I, I did this mean. time, I did this time, okay. I made sure, because no. I've learned, I La- did. I LaFoy. LaFoy. Okay, okay, just sure checking. Okay, okay, okay. I hope I say recorded, then. What you say will be used against <laughs> Okay, just just so we know, it's Lex Lafoy. Perfect, mommy. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, oh my gosh. For those of you who don't know Lex, man, like she's beautiful, she's a rapper, she's many more than that, but um she's got two songs, two songs that I love the most right now is Vugekseni and Durban Magic, which I pumped like Mingim Sevenzin. And I won't work saying Putuona, that's the most like, thank you, legit man. for like going to work. <laughs> thank you so much. And I, I actually wrote that one when I was like in the heart of the hustle, Ekoli, mm, you mm. know, and I'm glad you feed off that energy. No, it's, that it's a get vibe. up, hustle, make shit yes, work. Yes, it's yeah. such a vibe. Thank but you. anyway, for those of, who don't know Ulex, can you please just give us a little background of who you are, you know, where you started your rap career? <laughs> and I'm sure there's, I don't want to just box you into rap. I'm sure there's plenty more that you do, but as quasi, okay. tell us about yourself. <laughs> wow. Um, so I am Lex Lafoy. My government name is Ashley Lafoy, and I'm born and raised in Durban. Okay. Um, I grew up as a child in the south in Treasure Beach. Okay. Uh, my dad and his family are from Wentworth. I've been raised with my mom and her family. When I was in high school, we moved to the north, and we were based in Red Hill mm-hmm. for the longest time. And yeah, I then. The first time I interacted with the hip-hop scene, I was in grade 12. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd been writing songs, writing verses, freestyling in song. I had singing groups in school. So the, the arts had always been with me, yeah. you know. But the first time I interacted with the scene was in 2004. I was in matric. And somehow I discovered DYR when they were still based in Berea Center. Yes. What's uh, DYR? Durban Youth Radio. Okay, sorry. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) So that was my first um, interaction with media and entertainment in Durban was getting onto the Durban Youth Radio local hip-hop show on a Friday where Mm -hmm. Eric Coolfire and uh, Swiss Cheddar Cheese were there. And, after you know, that was my first, first time. And I basically recited lyrics from one of my lyric books. Okay. That's how it went down. And then people had heard me 
this independent label that had signed Uzulu Boy at the time. Okay. And all of a sudden, they wanted to work with me. So the very next week, we were out at Bat Center, mm -hmm. at the Ingaba Hip Hop Sessions, sure. and things were going down, you know. <laughs> so every Thursday after that, we'd go to the sessions, we'd freestyle, um, we ended up performing. Eventually, my mom had a problem with that because now Ukel is in matric. Mm. <laughs> Ukel is going out every Thursday. Yay. She's coming home super late and then missing school on a Friday, you know, mm -hmm. so... So you just... So Fridays were just no school days. <laughs> I mean... She was dedicated. <laughs> and, and my answer to Uma at the time was, but mom, the cyphers only start getting lit at 1am. Yeah. You know, it was like, but ma... You know? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm learning. I'm at school. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I had to learn to balance it from there onward. Mm -hmm. I mean, I then went to UKZN. Mm -hmm. I studied uh, social science. I have a degree in psychology and philosophy. H. I did my first two years. And then in December, after my second year, I gave birth to my daughter, Satya, H. who's now 13 years old. H. And, um, yeah. Hey, <laughs> and... Yeah, fam. I mean, that was also a reality, you know, uh, wake up for me because mm -hmm. I was in my own arty, hippie zone mm -hmm. at the time, you know. And then when I gave birth to my daughter, my mom was like, oh, when are you think you're going back to study next semester? Nah, this real life. Yeah. Like, welcome, you know. <laughs> so I, I was working. Um, I tried to complete my third year through uh, correspondence. That did not work at all. Mm -hmm. um, so through the FAM supports, I went back to do my third year. Mm -hmm. And when I finally finished my, my degree, I moved to, to Joburg, you know, because music was always what I wanted to do party mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And somehow my FAM were never in support of that, you know. So I then looked to my next points of interest you know, which was personal well-being, psych, mm -hmm. philosophy. That's why I studied that, you know. Okay. And um, the moment I was done, I'm like, guys, I'm out. Yeah. You know. Because now you have your degree. Exactly. You did what they to make. We did something to make them happy. You now know? it's time to make Lex happy. Yes. So so wait. So why so why psych and, and psychology? Actually. Well, and philosophy, no? You know, I, I was an only child for the first nine years before my mom got married and I got siblings and naturally I was a very introverted child gotcha. you know so I spent a lot of time on my own in my room making up songs rehearsing visualizing gotcha. just picturing this life that I wanted to live mm -hmm. you know um, and when I was in high school I started reading up about psych and philosophy one of my cousins at the time was doing psych or no no she was interested in doing psych mm -hmm. so I looked it up and I was like wow it teaches me about myself about mm. people about all these intrinsic things mm. that like it, it intrigued me yeah chakra hand <laughs> <laughs> Hey, she says she's not the one to go first yeah. battle yeah. with you because she's gonna psychoanalyze yeah. you and then come yeah. and come with it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so yeah, I, I finished the degree, I, I left for Joburg, and I, you know, my family were not very happy. My grandfather, who's been raised as my dad in my life, mm -hmm. um, he was like, You mean you're not gonna? Do what you studied for, 
you know, he was just like taken so aback. And you see me now, I quoted Lauren Hill. I'm like, Daddy, you're going to see everything is everything. You yeah. know, you know, yes. type thing. So, <laughs> so yeah, I went there. I was hustling from the bottom up because I needed a space, party mm. time, mm. to discover my own strengths. Yeah. You know, coming from a super um, conformatist family yeah. where they you know, put pressure on you to be what they want you to be. Yeah. I needed to get into my own space yeah. where I could see who I am. And you know? and, now, and at that time, what was, what was your name, your stage name? <laughs> so I first came out for a couple of months, maybe the first six months in 2004, let me just go back a sec, mm-hmm. as Lee L. Okay. Then... Yeah. By the way, Zulu Boy is the only person who still calls me that in the whole world. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, I took on the name Lexicon from 2005 to 2012. I rolled with it. And for me, that was, you know, my conscious me, academic me. um, Yeah, underground me. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like those fundamentals and those foundations were necessary for who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, coming into a scene, that was what the scene was Mm -hmm. at the time, you know? So I had to step up to the plate. I had to um, prove that I could do it in that way, Mm. you know? And because I was in an academic space learning and studying, you know, these huge words and concepts were just naturally with me. Yeah. So I was about to ask, like, how did your subjects help you, like, with writing? A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, because, you know, reading feeds the content. Sure. So whether you're reading academic stuff or you're reading whatever you're reading, it's gonna feed what you're saying yeah. at the end of the day, you know. Um. So yeah, I rolled with the name Lexicon till 2012. And I was pushing rap and performance poetry as lexicon. And then I also released a project called Sketches in the Mind as lexicon, which is like super underground. Okay. And I actually want to re-release it one day with better mastering and maybe a live band Mm -hmm. because... At that time, I didn't have a lot of money for mastering. And it, you know, you know. So it, it came out and I sold hard copies, but it didn't have the best sound quality, basically. Yeah. Um, then from 2013, when, because I moved in 2012. In 2013, I wanted to rebrand myself because yeah. I felt like I got to a point where I was tired of the underground, I was tired of the conscious because as much as it's become a part of me, Mm -hmm. I realized there was a a, a part of hypocrisy in that whole movement in that we left a system, Mm -hmm. but only to form another system. You know, Mm. that was the praise we were about. We're like, yeah, we are anti-system, we are anti-system. But then you realize, no, that very thing you left, you're now forming your own version of. You know, so I, I decided now. Nah. Was it like a system with the same with the same I'd say obstacles or pitfalls or whatnot, or or, or how was it different? I, for me, I felt like it was too self righteous. Oh. Like I felt like it had gotten to a self righteous space. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. You okay. know, and <laughs> and for me, who's a Gemini, mm. I, I just. Know. 
I just wanted to have fun again. Yeah. I just wanted to wild out again. You know, I just wanted to wear my bum shorts again yeah. and be free. Sure. So I, is, I, that, is that what Malining is giving you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're still in... We're still in 2013. In my Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 2013, I felt like, you know what? I want that playfulness, that enjoyment mm. that I had mm. when I first started writing when I was a child. Mm -hmm. I, I, I was tired of this. Because what occurred to me one day, and I'll tell you my turning point. One day, I was invited to perform in Wentworth at a community hall. Ne? Mm -hmm. And there were kids, teenagers, parents, people of all ages. And the piece that I delivered was so convoluted there were so many big words in that piece mm -hmm. i realized that the very people i was trying to talk to were not able to hear me mm -hmm. and that hurt me mm -hmm. that's when i realized nah fam this can't be life mm -hmm. this can't be it i mean if i'm an artist and i'm a voice of the people how can i be talking and performing and about to don't hear me mm -hmm. sure. you know what i'm yeah. saying so so the the guidance i got at that point in my life was simplify but don't dilute you know, so, so I, I went forward with that. I was looking for a new name. I was looking, you know, to rebrand myself. And at the time, I was working with, ooh, Johnny Joburg, who is the son of Mr. and Mrs. Sitole, who own Native Rhythms. So he and I were taking a walk one day on the side of, of this park, there in Parkhurst. And we were just like, he was a good mirror for me to bounce off in this conversation, you know, looking for my new name. Mm -hmm. So he's like, fam, why don't you bring in your surname? Mm -hmm. And I was like, my surname, you know. So I shortened lexicon to Lex, and I brought on my surname, Lafoy, mm -hmm. which in its own had its own challenges because I come from a very churchical family. My dad is a pastor. My mm. grandfather is a pastor. Yeah. And the moment I took that on, I knew that, like, there's no hiding who I am at mm. this point. Mm. When I get it, my family get it. Mm. And, and it's just been one of those responsibilities I've had to take on my shoulders that when there are certain things in the newspaper, it goes back to my family, and I've had to have very real conversations with my elders at home to be mm -hmm. like, you know, I did this because of this, and for me, it's been a journey of personal growth. Mm -hmm. I would see I'm, I'm a different person, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I took on Lex Lafoy in 2013, and <sighs> it's been a beautiful journey. <laughs> It's been a beautiful journey. Yeah, I, I can see by the way you talk about it. You're passionate <laughs> about this, hey? Like you were there. Yo, girl. Um, so I came back to Durban. Um, oh, oh, wait, wait. Let me just go back a sec. In 2016, okay. I was invited to work on my first NPO project um, with an NPO called Show Me Your Number, which focuses on HIV prevention and health promotion through sports, arts, and culture. Okay. So from 2016 to about 2019-20, I was... Because I had done a module of project management at UKZN, yeah. I got to exercise that muscle now of a project management. Yeah. So I was coordinating... Um, these national projects for youth, one for men, um, one for adolescent girls and young women. And the whole time that I was doing that, including times where I'd worked in corporate before, 
I always knew that whatever I'm learning, whatever I'm gaining experience in, I will one day put to my passion. Mm. That's the attitude that I always had, you mm. know, is that I'm here in this workspace for me to learn mm. and there will be a day where I get to use this toward what I love. So, um, yeah, I worked on and off with NPOs and at a national level with um, the South African National AIDS Council. I was in the sports, arts and culture sector. Then I was in the research sector and I got to meet amazing people. Amazing people. I remember this one day, the Minister of Health was addressing our ISANAC and we were one of the people there. It was maybe like 50 people max Mm. in that room. Yeah, some of us. Yeah, we were just being youth because we were the youth, you know, sector. And we walked in there late, smelling of herbs. We're like, hey, oh, minister, minister will understand, you know. (laughs) So we sat in the back. And and these are just some of the beautiful moments that I had in that space. You know, I I met uh, Mkulu Credo Mutua's granddaughter Mm -hmm. while I was working in that space. Today we're still friends and, and we go and visit her in the South Coast. So that era in my life was also very vital. While I was sharing my time and energy between my music, I knew that my role in music would be more than just an artist because of the knowledge and the capacity and the education that I have. Mm. It would be a waste if I didn't do more than just music. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And now, where do you become in Lovukazi of Imalini? Because that's that's the title. (laughs) So so now tell me how you get there. Okay. So um, the day before lockdown started Mm -hmm. last year, March, Mm -hmm. I think it was the 24th because it started on the 25th. Yes, yes, yes. I had heard that lockdown was starting and I was staying in Maboneng at the time. And when I heard this fam, I was just like, I, can I swear on here? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, fuck this shit. I don't know what apocalyptic shit is going down. I don't know when I'll be able to see my family or my daughter. When yeah. this happens, I packed what I could. I took a bus. I left an apartment, I left half my things, sure? you know, and, and I was just like, you know, God, let's do this, you know, because the, the path of an artist is pretty much trust and faith all yeah, the way. Yeah. So at that point, I was like, I trust and faith, we are going home, you know. So I packed my things, I came home. Um, yeah, I'd gone through a lot of personal trauma at that point. I was in a really toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, Thankfully, I was able to, because I'd come down with the person. Thankfully, I was able to send him back when transport <laughs> opened. I was like, I'm on top. Please. <laughs> I was like, Negro, go home. Please. Yeah, big. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I was, I'd come through a very broken space in my personal life because of that toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. Umundu was a narcissist, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and just very, was playing a lot of mind games and made me question my sense of self, you know? So I just figured the perfect place to be was at home, Mm -hmm. you know, it just worked out perfectly that I was at home. So for you, lockdown was a, was a blessing. A huge blessing. And the intervention, yeah, God. (laughs) 
Nabat dad. So um, yeah, I came home. Um, it was a good grounding time for me, you know. And and then when things eased up a bit around level four, yeah, I started going to you know cultured chaos studios mm. because i'd been there once or twice before in the past and okay. i'd performed at one or two of their gigs in the past oh, so okay. yeah there was an initial you yeah. know and um this spe- specific time um lord's so like wait so like the chunk of it is like 2020 then yeah that's hectic that's yeah hectic. you'd say it's like it goes back even longer <laughs> i mean Myself and, and Culture Chaos, we had interacted before, sure. but it had just been those fleeting moments, cool. you know, like, oh, okay, Lex performed on our lineup, or okay, uh, this, that, but it was never a fully conscious present moment like it was mm. until 2020. Mm. Question before, like, sure, emailing, but are you, do you DJ? I can and I do. Yes, I just I think, haven't I think in a while. Mina, that's how I, I I've seen you like in the at the events. Yes. Like, because you DJ. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's how. And I was always like, this girl, like, who is she? Yeah. And she'd just always be in the sh- in the shadows. Uh, and I'm like, I was this girl, but like I didn't know. And now I'm like, I was coming back. I'd love to share that you know that experience with you quickly. I I came back to Durban. Um, in 2017-18, where I was coordinating a men's health project. Mm -hmm. And um, while I was here, the person I was dating used to DJ. So when I got in the scene, I was like, right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pull out those skills, because I want to learn how to DJ. Yeah. Okay. My other friends discovered that I was about to learn how to DJ. They were all like nuts, funda guys, you know. So, class in session, we started these uh, this group called Good Vibes and Music. There were about five or six of us, and we'd get together once a week or twice a week, and we all learned how to DJ together. Yeah. Next thing, we were doing gigs here in Station Drive at first Thursdays. Mm. Next thing, it became my side hustle, so it was a good way for me to earn side money. Yeah. Um, I played a couple of gigs in Joburg when I went back, you know, so... Yo, I yeah. don't want to see Lex's uh, CV, eh? <laughs> Like, it's <laughs> pages on pages. But okay, yes, yeah. let's go back to, to, to how you get to being in Jobgaze, Malening. Okay, so <laughs> I Script had invited me, Lord Script had invited yeah. me to one of the Sunday sessions yeah. at Cultured Chaos. This was around level four, I think. And... Um, Wait, I'm lying. In 2019, December, I was also there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's where I got the beat for Durban Magic. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there was a previous, okay. yeah. So that's like the first song then. Yes. Our, Durban Magic was the... No, I'm lying. <laughs> okay, okay. Durban Magic, I got the beat for in December 2019. Mm-hmm. Sure. But... When I was in the studio in December 2019, we recorded four more shots, mm-hmm. which is myself, Dando, Lungelo Manzi. I think Skindy's also on there. Pissy. Yeah. For four more shots. The yeah. four more shots. Yeah. Got only, the, the one and I have only yeah. has uh, Lungelo and legs. And that, legs. That was the shortened version. Oh. Okay. But the whole song has more people. Right. Yo, I want to hear that version. <laughs> 
and it's online. People can really? find four more shots. Yeah. Yeah, oh, four more shots. I have it. I mean, the 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 released version. Yeah, the one the one that's on iTunes. But yes. I think that's the that's the one that just has you and and. Nah, um, there's a full version there I that has airport. So the first song I got on with Culture Chaos was Four More Shots. Mm-hmm. Then I I got the beats from BMS for Durban Magic, mm-hmm. which was in itself magical because I was technically still staying in Joburg. Mm-hmm. But I came back with the song written and I released it here. And the song was about Durban and the Durban energy. So there mm. was no way the universe was going to have me release that song in Joburg. In Joburg. Like, let's yeah. be real. Yeah. You know? John, you're talking about Durban. And <laughs> <laughs> <In> North. <laughs> How, sweet. How? Ganjan. You know? So, um... It was four more shots, then it was Durban Magic. And the whole time I was there, I was observing the cultured chaos space okay. and its functionality. Okay. You know? And then I started asking T-Bag these questions because I mean, I'm super curious. Mm. Like deep inside, I'm a curious child. I want to know things. Mm-hmm. So I started asking him, I'm like, okay, who helps you guys with admin? Do you have help with admin? He's like, not really. No, 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 no. I'm like, okay. Is there anything united in Durban, you know, hip-hop-wise? It's not, re- not really. No, no, no. We're all in our own spheres. Mm. So at first, I tried a first go at this united thing where I pulled in different people that I saw were doing things, and I formed a WhatsApp group. That was my first act based on my intention okay. to have a united something in Durban. And honestly, not much happened because... Everyone was in their own spheres. Yeah, I think they was probably trying to find their feet. Yeah, and yeah. Egos, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. And then the more time I spent at Cultured Chaos, mm-hmm. the more I realized, hey man, this is the thing I've been looking mm. for. This thing is an existing, functioning synergy. Yeah. They're such a family. Hey? Yes. Like, yes. Like, exactly. When I when I got exposed to them, Immediately, I just felt like welcome. I just felt like there was there were a group, but they don't even know yes. that they're a group. Yes. Yeah. yeah so it took true. me as an outsider, inverted mm. commas, to look in and be like, Nah, I don't know if these people realize what they have, mm. you know, because mm. they've been doing the most, mm. producing amazing music, mm. the quality, the unity, the synergy. And from my perspective as a as an outsider, mm. the only thing I saw was missing was unity and structure. Mm. You know, so shout out to Gateway, dog. T-Bag, Wulindlela, Gateway, you know what it is. He's amazing. He is amazing. He has fathered, uncled that entire movement, you know, and it was just a blessing for me to walk upon Mm -hmm. that, you know, to to come across that, Mm -hmm. you know, um, because my addition to what was there is just a small part of what was already functional, yeah, you know? And with my project management background, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, so if we just add a little bit of structure here, this very same thing can expand and flourish. So at first, when I asked T-Bag all these questions, I could see he was very suspicious of me. 
you know he's like because because he's he had built that brand from him you know mm. he'd built that brand on his own yeah so for me as a person who's coming in asking, asking all, all these, these questions, questions he'd give me this look you know like yeah, to like, say what like what does lex what does she want type mm. look mm. you know meantime i was just gathering my research to see how can i be helpful yeah. in this space yeah sure. and then as the time went on i think he developed more trust of who I am and what I was doing. So I started helping him with some of their cultured chaos events. <clears throat> I'd give some of my time and my energy in the coordinating until he, I think he got to see like, oh, okay, maybe Lex does have good intentions, mm. you know? So yeah, then around November, December time, we started conceptualizing now towards something more united mm -hmm. because we could see that I know there's, there's a lot of potential in in what we all want to do yeah. for the for the city for ourselves for the artists we work with so we started you know just meeting more often conceptualizing planning uh forming a whatsapp group brainstorming mm. and and yeah we we got to create maleningi records through all of that and and it's important for me to say this you know before the manifestation of maleningi records was the intention. Mm. There was an intention, a conscious intention mm. for us to create something structured, strong, united, orderly. Mm. Because that's what I felt was missing in Durban. You know, no disrespect to every other label. There are labels that have done amazing things in Durban. You know, there's um, Afrotainment. Yeah. There's, you know, about babes, there's, um, you know, movements with, with Ozagwe or Duncan that have done amazing things. Yet from my unique perspective, because we all have our own unique perspectives, mm. I just identified something that I could be part of transforming. Mm. And, mm. And, and I just went at it. And thankfully, everybody else in the team, you know, we found some sort of agreement and um, we've been working at it ever since. Amen. Beautiful. I think that's a beautiful story. <laughs> Thank you. Um, can we just discuss Uwutu Tinashe uh, is like a legit follower of African timing. <laughs> like This is on another level. <laughs> You're late. Yeah, okay. then, then Puma, no, then. then. Okay. <laughs> did you greet our lovely guest, I by did, the way? I did, She's beautiful, eh? Thank <laughs> you, thank you. I even got attached. Hey, hey, Anyway, I want to talk about, I'm a mask, guys, like, since this is a new norm, wearing this, like, face panty thing. Yeah. Um, My question, <laughs> what, calling it a face panty? Mm, I'm going to be boxers. I uh, <laughs> it's a panty, bro. Have you seen boxes that are shaped like this? I mean, no stop. My question. Face lighter. Oh wow! <laughs> Even worse. Wow. <laughs> My question is: Do you guys think it, um the masks are effective in in uh lowering the curve and like preventing COVID from you catching COVID? Like, what 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 are your thoughts? What are your opinions? Let's hear them. Nice. Why make it so much? Uh, personally, I think no, no. Uh, I think it's like a two percent prevention that it caused by, uh, you know, that just unnecessary. It actually causes more disease to spread. I mean, like how many times do you see people actually washing their face mask? 
especially those wooden ones washing like, it yeah like literally they wow. like, the like the material like the material one so you expect people to be you expect to be walking around and seeing people just washing it <laughs> 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 no, no. what i mean is it's like what i mean is like how many people actually wash it on a daily basis they must i don't know I don't know there. Yeah, like but I, I, I like it. I can see a month like that. That one is like two weeks or a month. You know what I mean? And it costs me five hundred. When it has the same mark from like last week, and the mark is still there. Exactly. No, if you buy those disposable ones, are understandable. They get dirty easily, so you can't, you can't like wait two times, three times, very quick. So like, okay, all I can speak from is experience, yeah. right? Because I, mean, I don't understand the science of this man-made thing. Mm. I don't understand wow. it. What? What's the science of this man-made thing? <laughs> <laughs> but what, okay, I believe the mask does help. And I'll tell you why from my experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When my mom, my grandparents, and my one cousin had COVID, mm-hmm. I was transported to the house. Um, we were, we brought everyone in one house, and I, together with my other cousin, who were COVID negative, the mm-hmm. two of us, um, we helped take care of them. So I would, you know, um, administer their oxygen on a daily, check their oxygen levels, um, and we lived with them. Yeah, and. In close proximity, but in those two weeks that I was taking care of them while they were COVID positive, Minage, myself and my cousin, we remained COVID negative. You know, so (laughs) that's my experience. Yeah, yeah. Now, I had both my parents with 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 the COVID, and I was also in the house. It's not I'm gonna go, but every time I went into the rooms, yeah, separate rooms. Uh, I had to wear my mask and like I think also maybe we're real responsible then yes. we, we the what is it the exception to the rule or the what yeah that's what you can say hey yeah, yeah. what if you I boom I'm immune yeah yeah what like, if you're just immune to there can be such because even when I worked in the HIV space there's certain um, blood types they say are less prone to getting B positive I'm joking so yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I think it does something because yeah. then why would 
Like, I mean, I feel like Chinese have been wearing yes, masks. Yes, yes. I go, how it originated there. Yeah, I guess that. I'm not, like, Chinese maybe that's like that one person Chinese that didn't wear. Martial law in the country. Just not only about the masses of civil things. Yeah. So if you focus all your attention in masks and think that masks will prevent it, it's not prevented. Also with... So it's a combination of different things. Not from but then why, why would also doctors and nurses and, yeah. like, so many other yeah. people wear masks? Yeah, because it's airborne. Yeah, but it's it's more you passing it as opposed to you, let's say you contracting. Exactly. It's like, it's like that's what. I'm, exactly. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is that a mask prevents you from passing it on. It, yeah. You must die with Die with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Don't go. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, but what do you prefer? You you, you want to die at home or you want to die? No, all I'm saying is that I feel like it does prevent yes. the spread. Yes. Sure. Because. If so, if I have it, mm. I'm not gonna be out here. Yeah, like this, be out here. because it's an airborne yeah. disease. Yeah. yeah. Really have it while you're doing outside in the first place. The um, sun, fam. The sun, <laughs> the sun, no, the sun. no, no, no but like, after ten days, no, but you can see, just stay in the house. No, but after ten days, I got social distance. You ain't gotta get close to me. Ain't gotta get close to me, son. No, but listen, the the topic is not why you out when you have COVID. COVID. The topic is: Does a mask <laughs> prevent the spread? Also, if you don't, so, know, that's why I said. N- now you know. Yes and no. That's <laughs> only yes and no, but I give it like like a two percent dosage. A two percent. It helps mask. prevent. If I have COVID, right, it helps like keep the COVID within the mask. Yes. Yeah. I definitely agree. Yes. Yeah. But, but now you're saying if you take if you take off your mask and you put it on the floor. But someone is hitting you, then you don't wash it. You're actually gonna end up killing it. So that person doesn't have a mask, the one that's hitting you with it. So then what should you do? How many times you go to a and no one's wearing a mask? So then what should you do? Should you wear a mask, nigga? Do that with other things. It's a combination of things. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Like mask, if you, if you put in like 100% guarantee all the masks Yeah, no, you always wear a term in mask. You need to do other things. It's a combination of things. Keep your health in check. Do the all the steaming, get some yes. sun. I mean, get some sun. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, fa- face panties are our new thing now. Like, you know. <laughs> and then um, another thing that I'd like to discuss is, uh, um, <laughs> sorry, but my English just disappeared. No, yeah, I mean, I'm going to. What? Wear a mask after COVID. Even when it's done, I'm done. I'm mm. still wearing it. Oh, and the vaccine? I. <laughs> yeah, no. I want to discuss. I don't know if you guys have read that um, our our prince, ne? Since since u u kings elitini u se kotem. Ah, thank you. I was getting there. Um, so his son is meant to take over the throne, but he's not allowed to take over the throne until he's married. Ah, yeah. True. And yeah. which read, which son is this? Uh, is it the Peshea one? Yeah, it's the Peshea oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay, okay. Not sure of the name. But oh, anyway, sense. when... Oh, when uh, <laughs> But when I read the, um, the heading, it said he has he's given three months to wed. To catch someone. Yeah. Oh, how old is he? Niggas. Um, the fact that you're still old. here. Like how old? I don't know, but like... Fam, <laughs> why can't the queen remain reigning? I mean... They have, nonsense. I mean, they have I, been, they have been in our, in our history. Yeah, but not if you're forced to have, 
Is she married? She's not married now. So she's married. Well, she was married to the yes. king that just contacted. But she can't marry a king. Yes, okay, so then you know. But a clinically, the ring is there. The ring is married. The ring is passing down the crown, man. Right? Yes. 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 So men, I so said, women get married to another family. So if the crown goes to a woman, she gets married. Moving. She is going to have that ring. To whoever she's going. Next. Uh, Look, fam. I just finished reading. I've just finished reading in Daba, my children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So have What's some that? respect that? first yeah, for was... for the knowledge <laughs> of of Mkulu Kredo Mutwa. Showcase. You know. I've seen interviews. Thank you. And Mkulu Kredo Mutwa writes. He is a he's late now. He's mm. a custodian of Mguni history. Mm-hmm. Mm. And in his famous book in Daba, my children, he explains the coming together of Amazulu he explains the migration from central africa down to the south he sure. explains how amazulu as a nation are an amalgamated nation so even the fact that some people say how can the queen a swati queen be ruling a zulu nation mm-hmm. that in itself is addressed in indaba my children where mm-hmm. where it speaks about amazulu being a, a, a tribe of people that incorporated other smaller tribes okay mm. you know Question. yeah yes uh, when you incorporate another tribe or, in, or whatnot does do they acclimatize to your to to, to the your traditions come, yeah you know, like they come into, or do they now bring new traditions and new things and then it's a it's a mix well like, based on the book people who stayed in different areas ha- had slightly different uh customs but overall they had mostly the same beliefs mm. and and customs so, so maybe it'd be like a pick and choose situation yeah and and from the book the point that i just wanted to make is that having um um nations or tribes ruled by queens is mm. not a foreign thing to us no, 100% as south Af- yeah yeah, like when you follow the lineage of yeah. the you follow through the men side, yeah. not the women. Yeah. Yeah. Although they made it into their family, but they don't, we don't make it into their family. Although I want to, I want to throw a stone into that ripple, yeah. Nyan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you guys know that the the Jews, it Judaism, mm-hmm. is a matrilineal yeah, culture? So so yeah. so there's so many ways to look at this, fam. Yeah. That's it's crazy. It's, it's, I didn't know sad, that. Sad, That's sad. why Utrecht. But Drake is yeah. Jewish because my wife is, is Jewish, yeah. even though Babu Ake yeah. is black. Even the, yeah. it's oh, just, that's just <laughs> <sad>. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> But anyway, where I was going with this is, yeah. is, do you think that like society prefers married men over over single men? And if so, why? Like like because Minangaibona learned not just in terms of the the chief thing yeah. happening. 
but even in businesses like yes. um there's I, I know my my brother and sister were debating about this so would see there's there's been businesses where they refuse to sit at a table with yes. a, with an unmarried man yes. and discuss business yes. with that person yes. and like, why though like oh, i can't catch what, what must happen <laughs> it makes sense for me i mean look as as a single person mm-hmm. you've only got half the knowledge and experience but in a union and i'm not just saying this in a hetero way yeah. because there are feminine energies there are masculine energies mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but in a union there's a balance there's a balance of power there's a balance of knowledge there's a balance of experience there's a balance of strengths mm-hmm. you know i i once met a man in joburg who you know he told me first he took me on some very cordial dates you know sure. a, a lot older sure. you know a lot of cordial dates then sure. one day he 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 tells me that he's a trust fund baby and he needs to marry a woman before he can inherit his money before no he's 40 way. and i was like whoa <laughs> how did you could have just put the ring in you know i i didn't because i'm i'm so i don't know man sometimes sometimes my genuineness gets the worst of me <laughs> you know but but i think also from the elders perspective yeah i think when a person is married they're considered more responsible mm. Yeah. I've come across it in, in like my line of work too. Mm-hmm. In the sense they want to see a man who has so like a, a lot a to lot, lose. A lot to mm. lose and so then you can count on that person. Mm. So they, they fully depend on, on, on whatever it is mm. yeah. they're going to bring to the plate. Or yeah. is, you know? mm. so, so it's more of a thing of like, hey, if he's single, responsibility Yeah, possibly. Unfortunately, because you say that this was a bachelor, what does yes, it in my situation like that? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I need more much. money because I'm a bachelor. No. Because if you're if you're married, that means there's two salaries. No, that means there's two. I there's two salaries. Automatically, people assume you get a wife, you get kids. Yeah. Mm. You get support your wife. And two yeah. salaries. Etc. 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 And if a partner, yeah. like, what do you need money when I'm back like I'm in a strip back would you let would you be free and confident and happy with flu 
hanging out with me. As a single, as a single, as a single man. And you see how he changed it. Yeah, no. yeah. Nice, yeah. nice angle there. Exactly. Why? Why? Hey, but also, even other married people, Jake. Just men should never be hanging around with each other by themselves. Yeah, no, for for sure, for sure. But all I'm saying is like, it's unfair. Now this man has to like find someone in three months. In yeah. three months, I must find you, someone and marry. You know what I also think it is. It's it's a way to avoid squandering the wealth of the nation or the the wealth of the tribe yeah. because most single people are known to squander in that they everywhere yeah you know they here they there yeah. they everywhere you know as you said one week this girl one week this girl yeah. whereas when you're coming at it from a leadership position you're not just looking to pass down you're looking to reinvest you're looking to um you're looking for stable ground for yeah. that wealth to land in. Shakir. You know what I'm saying? You you want to know that there's a there is structure. You know, it's not just that the money is going to disappear because yeah. Lumuntu is going out partying here. They're doing mm. this. They're doing yeah. that. There is a structure for this money to be multiplied and sorry and worked in. Yeah. Yeah. No, Shem, you guys like put through some valid points. It just sucks because. You know, guy. No, not, about, <laughs> not even about that. It's just a thing of like, you know how not all men get married. No, just like that term, not yeah, all men. Yeah. Yeah. So like, not all single men will squander, will squander I, I, I and stuff. Like, yeah. You know, lava, lava, squander. You shall lava shot the the most. Lava shot on ten years. That's why I was in his Exactly. So you can't guarantee just because I'm married that I'm gonna but make responsible better, decisions. Maybe. Yeah, it's be better. Be legitimate. What are you going to find that kids on the same? But that's you what I'm saying. Kids, I mean, yeah. Like, but what I'm saying, yeah. what I'm saying is that is that visually it may be appealing that oh he's married yeah. and and then you you put him at the table and you give him whatever you're giving him. What? But it's not guaranteed that that person is not mm. going to squander mm. and, yeah, and it's not. yeah it's not. but i've heard that like even single men now they have rings and they'll buy a ring and and, and wear it to and protect themselves to pretend that they're married so that they can be taken seriously <laughs> i swear to you yeah <laughs> <laughs> so who's your wife uh, yeah the girls are like and then she knows like okay whatever we're doing now like you don't want to stay over, right? I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I guess I'm gonna have to. I have no, that's, that's the past life. No, that you say this like you've experienced it. <laughs> wow. Oh I, my see, god. I know, I know nothing about that, but I would say. That's your own thing, eh? I, I don't know anything about fake rings. I don't know anything about fake rings. Now I remember, like any person of being tied to fake rings, being married. Women are trying to do things that they can't get. get. Any boat. That's crazy. Every boat. <laughs> yeah, but um, marriage does form a way of like structuring society. Mm, yeah. Or like structuring society. Mm, society. Yeah. Like, you're right in a sense if you have a single guy who has fish. You know, fish. Mm, and there's something mm. kids about any. It's hard to. You, you're leaving each individual person mm, to bed with those kids mm. and all that. And then they also go. The thing of the state and everyone mm. yeah. to take care of the kids, yeah. etc. Et so, 
if you have a marriage thing, it's sort of like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, but exactly. And also, to, to, on top of what she was saying, is all well, unfortunately, like in the position that he is, is, is a position that everyone's looking at. Mm. There's certain expectations that that person has to live, certain things that he has to say, certain behavior that he has to. So, he, in another thing, he's a role model for yeah. a thousand people, for the whole nation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. So, he has to be the ideal citizen. Yeah. The ideal uh, loving person who has a, a steady relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Life, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, he has to. So, yeah. in other ways, unfortunately, they have to live a life where it's all about the other people, not the other. Like, unfortunately, they don't, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. It just overlaps on commitments mm-hmm. as well, you know, because if he can show commitments to a being, he can show commitments to his to people. Uh, people. Uh, I just heard the crazy. <laughs> <laughs> show commitment to a being. Oh. All his means for you. Yeah. Yes, that's like, ah, we can stay in a relationship. With that woman, yeah. then he can commit to us as a company. Yeah. I want to see if he's going to actually do it. But anyway, um, Lex, before we let you go, there's some questions i got to ask you. Um, let me just open my notes. Okay. You guys can also, you know. Chime in with questions. Yeah, but um, not, not these ones. Not these ones. <laughs> these right. ones are specific. Small things. <laughs> Lex, um, do you want to share with me your top three best collabos? Sure. Thus far, mm-hmm. uh, perfect timing that I did with someone named Lyrical Tip or L Tip. Uh, Flex that I did with Aifani. Aifani. <laughs> and yeah, it's hard to say. Um, oh, yes. Thus far, R&B soul on my EP 22 that I did with Lord Script. Okay. Yeah. Hey, that's a, that's a nice, that's a nice <laughs> list. And then your top three desired collabs, so people that you do want to collab with. Okay. Um, Ricky Tyler from Cape Town. Kanye West. Right? <laughs> right? Everyone wants to collab with Kanye. Everybody needs a bit of crazy. Hey. <laughs> And um, yeah, the third one is tough. Um, I'm for Rihanna. Oh, Rihanna's dope. I'm just asking. Like, like I don't know. Rihanna's dope. Rihanna vibes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Rihanna's dope. Um, let me say my my. For now, I'll keep it local and say my. Previous tour DJ, DJ Duwap. Okay. Um, and yeah, I'd like one with her and Madanon in one song. Aish. That would be dope. Madanon. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you name an album dedicated to your baby daddy? <laughs> oh, wow. Forever after. <laughs> I was just checking in on, on him uh, today, actually. Do you guys have a good relationship? Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. good. So I mean, we call checking in. <laughs> you got it. No, 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 no. Let me say, let no, me say. Um, 
I would call it. That's a nice title. Yeah. 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 Okay, okay. I like Ndu's mention. Oh, checking, checking in. Checking in. Oh, yeah. 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 And then, I don't know, do you still have a beverage there? Because now yeah. we're about to play Drink Hotel. I have some beverage here. Okay. <laughs> um, we've asked you the how many times have you changed uh, until you got to Lex LeFloy. 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 I don't know why my tongue just it's okay it's because i'm a lelelele lele. that's why okay can you still do the sushi dip of course i can and can you explain how that like how that <laughs> came by sushi dip in Leo? did you see it <laughs> on, her, on her facebook she like posted a memory <laughs> you are so up to date girl. <laughs> You don't miss anything. No, I don't. So, it's stalker, it's Funny enough, the, the sushi dip we created just before Evo Show came out and they're so similar. So I, I sat back one day and I was like, oh God, oh God, yeah. you know? Um, I felt like they, they drew inspiration maybe from each other. Um, I finally was working on, what is it, the second quadrants or the third quadrants. He was working on his album that last went gold, his last album. Mm-hmm. And he was shooting, sorry, not shooting, he was recording at Zindor Production Studios with George Avakian and uh, a few other people. And we were in studio that day. And I think we were leaving the studio and we stopped at the garage and... We bought some sushi. <laughs> real, real. Because it was one of the things that we do um, when I was working with him. If it wasn't me and him, it would be me, him, and maybe two of the other artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it wasn't sushi, we'd go out for we'd go out for oysters or something nice. <laughs> Fancy. And um, that day we got some sushi at the garage. And while we were driving, he was about to drop me off. And on the drive back from the studio, I was eating sushi in the car. Mm-hmm. And so that beat is actually a Durban beat. It's by Wesley Simpkins, uh, Where's My Meds of the Nut Scratches. Sorry. And um, yeah, after dipping the sushi and eating it in the car, um, when we were playing the beats, yeah. I was dancing in the studio yeah. and then i was like oh, okay dip that sushi dip hey. dip that sushi dip so that's that's how it came about it is such a cute dance it, guys if you, thank please, you please go on her on her facebook and like check it out it is so adorable when she does it Lex, thank you Lex, so did you always dance for food <laughs> wow. you know those kids like have you seen those kids like have you seen those kids though when you're wow. about to eat and they just stay so happy <laughs> no but I, I i have always done that when i'm happy oh, when happy, and i yeah. eat food that i love yeah. like i'll either like shake my shake, feet yeah, yeah. or like oh like if that. i go to the kitchen and there's something nice i'm like woo, woo, woo. Yeah. <laughs> yes um if you could swap out your rap career for something else what career would you pick Mm. I'd open a school. Yo. So you'd be a principal. I'd open a, a special school. school. Yeah, a very special yeah, school. Not just <laughs> not just an ordinary school like like Oprah school. 
I'm joking. Beyond, beyond. Like something mixed with... Um, like an art school. art school. Yeah, mixed with a bit of Montessori. Yeah. Mixed Montessori. with... Montessori is like a school that basically allows the child to, to be themselves yeah. and to show their so strengths. You don't go, nah, this is so you, you work off the kids' strengths. Yeah. It's like the German schooling system. They they work off the child's strengths. Yeah. I'm very passionate about children yeah, and kids, man. So, I mean, before I leave this planet, that is one of my goals. Um, I want to open up a school. Oh, so beautiful. That's the only thing I'd, I'd exchange it for. Okay, now we're gonna get yeah. a bit spicy. All right. <laughs> Have any of the Malinigi gens hit on you? <laughs> <laughs> I for the love. We can do all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end. <laughs> I for the love. <laughs> it's a, you can drink if you don't want to tell us. <laughs> Uh, she's I'll, drinking. I'll drink. Thank you. Why did you give that option? If your rap game was weak, but you were desperate to make it, would you have slept your way up? How? If my if my rap game. No, was not weak. obvious. So, like, let's say for example, someone comes to you and they're like, "Yo, you're weak, How but you I'm the guy, though? but I'm the guy that you can like." Harvey Weinstein, let's go. I'm gonna take a sip. <laughs> That's my nigga. That's my nigga. <laughs> and then my last one. Who of the Maleningi boys would you do a rap versus battle with and win? Bob. Celestial Mike. Yo! Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> wait, okay, wait. Can we, can we actually host one? Uh, yeah. Like, can we host yeah, one? Yeah, can we host one? Is this, can we get permission from you to host one? With Celeste, you and Celeste. Yeah. If they agree. Okay. I, 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 you know why? Because Celestial is the only rapper in the squad who comes from my era of poetry oh, and okay. rap and freestyle and battle. Um, the others are dope AF, mm. but they didn't, not all of them came through that culture. They yeah. cut from the same club. H. H. I did not Light say work. that. H. I didn't I say you, that. Lex. I didn't say that. <laughs> I will, guys. I will, guys. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. I love, I love y'all all. But I get you, yeah. So, there's even a few battles I've seen on him on YouTube. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He comes from now, that how, era. How would we? How would we? How would we? Um. Uh. Decide to go to bow. We need when we do it. No, boo. You listen. Oh, okay. Listen okay. Okay, so so that's what you need to look forward to. <laughs> a rap ver- a battle verse with U uh, Celeste. No, 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 no. Legs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> I think we can end the day even. Like I don't okay. even want you guys to say anything anymore. <laughs> mm, bye. <laughs> okay, sure. Radio DR.co.za.